I'm here again. I made a boo-boo and my engineer, Michael, always has to get me out of these scrapes. I'm really concerned about what is happening. Someone going to someone else's house and blowing up a person. I can't even imagine that. But what I can't imagine more than that are young people, now we have a lot of women, losing their legs, their arms, coming back and putting metal plates in their heads. And it's somehow we feel it's okay. They're protecting America. Are they protecting America? We have enough oil. We should be changing to solar energy, wind energy. And we're killing somebody else's children. For what? For somebody's ego? I think every president, I don't care what party they're in, needs to sign some sort of declaration saying, before I go into war, I want my children to go first. And when you have the mind to say, my children go first, you got to think about it a little bit. Because most of the children who go into the war are from the Appalachians, from all kinds of rural areas, all kinds of poor city areas. Be all that you can be. And they feel they're 18 years old kids. They're not allowed to drink. And they feel like, hey, I can do anything. Nothing's going to happen to me. Until they come home. And they're severely damaged. Why don't we think about our kids before we go and kill somebody else's kids? Mr. Trump, whoever the future president is, send your darling three children. I know you said your daughter is so beautiful, you would date her. Send her. Let her come home with no legs. Let her come home burnt by some sort of bomb or something or having her leg blown off and her face distorted forever because we only want European, East European children because they're beautiful. The rest of us poor people are not beautiful. We're not clever. We don't have people waiting on us. I want you to think about this president. I want you to think, and I remember the last confrontation the United States got into. We took youngsters from the jail, but of course we have stop and frisk for kids who have done virtually nothing. We put on the front battlefield so they can die. So they can come home injured. And I remember when I graduated from Columbia and I worked in a drug program and several of those young people, there were men at the time, got a dishonorable discharge because their last day there were drugs in their system. And the drugs they used, many of them talked to me when they saw children blown up in front of them. And they couldn't deal with it. So they use drugs to have some sort of sleep at night. 
not to have the screaming. And what did we do? We gave them dishonorable discharges because we're great people. I'm concerned about every everybody's child that's out there. And sometimes when our children get killed, we say, oh, it's friendly fire. I don't understand what friendly fire is. If you're killing me, there's nothing friendly about it. Or it's casualty. Well, casualty to me is when I walk down the street looking at the sunset. That's casual. Death is not casual. Being maimed is not casual. We paint it up with words so that we sound intelligent. And that this is what we want for our children. I have four children. I don't want any of them to be hurt. I have many godchildren. And many people like the young man who does my engineering. I know his parents think that he's precious. We don't need him in a body bag. And I'm concerned that 57% of our national budget is for defense. I don't understand that. When we have no housing for the young people who come home maimed. They have to wait in line to get any kind of medical assistance. They have to wait in line for food stamps. Oh, I forgot you cut the food stamps out. I forgot that. How can I be so silly? 57% of the budget goes to defense. Who are we defending? Not our children. Because if we were defending our children... We would have housing for every person who came home from the service. We would have health care that is immediate, not a month later until they die with whatever disease they may have caught or shrap metal in their head running through their bodies. I'm concerned. I'm very concerned. In rural areas, in city areas, we're not teaching our people. We're not teaching the young boys out here. We're not teaching them to be men as they should be. Take some of that money and build community centers. Schools where children can learn, young people can learn how to work with their hands if that's desired. Because this country only wants people who have intellectual prowess. Everyone doesn't have that. Because a plumber costs you $225, $250 to say hello. Teach them how to do that. Teach them electricity. Take that money and make it worthwhile. Nobody should bury their child. Get these guns off of the streets. Do not discount what I say. And now you've got Iran saying, hey, you want to play? You the bully on the playground? I'm going to show you something. And what they show us is that they can hit back just as hard as anyone else. 
what did they say, a million people died with their last confrontation? They don't care about that. And a whole bunch of people in the Middle East are going to stand with them. For what? Because one person is killed, we have to lose a million people, a thousand, one hundred. I don't get it. Maybe I'm too slow. I don't get it. But I'm glad a whole bunch of other people don't get it either. I want you to think, Mr. President. I want everybody who's listening to me, write to Mr. President. Have him take some of that defense money and build houses for all of those young people who come home from the service. Instead, they're the biggest population of homeless people in the United States. We ought to be ashamed. They have skills, and if they don't, teach them the skills. I can't get over it. I don't, I don't know how to get over something like this. It's a tragedy. Okay, let's go back a little bit, just a little bit. Who are we going to vote for? The newspapers have already said who we're going to vote for. We're going to vote for Sanders, uh, the vice president, Biden, or Buttigieg. None of them represent me. And there's some sort of feeling that, as we know, percentage-wise, percentage-wise, it's written all over. Black women are the most educated people in our society. But you don't know that because you'll get the, the worst kind of individual and you'll say, oh, that represents black women. No. We have the degrees. And you talk about black as if they were monolithic. No. We understand that Buttigieg won't do anything for us. He's clear. Asked how are you going to handle the problem that you have in, in South Bend, Indiana? Well, I haven't gotten to it yet. Quote. Well, when are you going to get to it? Are you going to say the same thing if you're president? You got to do more. You got to really work for our, our votes. You can no, people can no longer say, oh, well, Black people, they're going to vote for Democrats. We got them. We got them. They're 25% of the vote. You might be very mistaken. They may stay home and you'll get, and you will get who you asked for. And that's Trump. That's who you seem to walk around and want to get. There's no women in the top three. There's no blacks in the top three. No Hispanics. What do you think this country is about? Look around you. I think that there are three states. What is it? New Mexico, Nevada, and California that are already 50% non-white. 50%. And I don't know what anybody else is telling you, but I'm from New York, and I can tell you it's about the same here. And places that you would never think that you would have a diversity. Places in the South. You you go somewhere, whether it's the person who owns the uh, gas station or the hotel. And they're coming with big money to buy these things. Yet they're not represented. And Buttigieg could not care one bit. 
He's not talking to us. And anybody can give a great speech. If you told me what to say, believe me, I can say it. How about what you're going to do about the budget? How about all these young people coming out of the service messed up? What you going to do for them? What you going to do for all of these young kids running the streets? What are you going to do for all these people in rural areas that need a hand up also? That also may be running the streets, running the roads. What are you going to do for farmers who are losing their source of income? Because we have big farmers, we don't need them, right? What are you going to do for them? I hear, I hear a lot of people talking about grandiose things and not what you're going to do for people who really, really need you. Really need that hand up. What you going to do about the taxes where I'm on Social Security and a small pension, yet the money I have, you've given to billionaires. People who don't even pay taxes. And I've got to pay taxes because you got my money. It's not a choice. You take my money out on top. What, you have to work work until April in order to pay all your taxes? I know I paid my city tax last time around a few days late. A few days, not a week. And I was charged $21 right off the top. All of these little nice things that people do hurts me. Hurts people like me. Very badly. Everybody's talking about health care, so I don't want to go there. I want to talk about housing. Nobody in this United States of America should be sleeping under bridges. Should not have, should have the sky as their roof. Nobody. Why aren't we talking about that? Nobody should be in trailers without heat. Trailers. Many of our people live in trailers. We, We make fun of them, therefore we don't have to do anything for them, right? So we don't have to do anything for people that we make fun of. We call them trailer. Stop. We make fun of those people. What they call them? Trailer. Trailer trash. I'm from the Bronx. And the Bronx, they claim, is one of the poorest counties in America. I was born there. I'm now in supposedly a rich county. I don't know. But who came out of the Bronx? General Colin Powell. Justice Sotomayor. J. Lo, Jennifer Lopez, Kerry Washington, and a whole bunch of people I know with degrees, big time degrees. They're the people who came out of the Bronx. And those would be the same people who come out of trailer camps. Just because I'm poor doesn't mean I'm gonna stay that way all my life. When we look at Oprah, Dolly Parton, 
talks, uh, she talks about not even having a toilet around her. And they made it. And they took their money and made big things out of it. So I'm asking you, Mr. President, and those running for president, what are you going to do for me and people like me, 70 and older, and people who are in their 60s who no longer work because the jobs that they have may have given them black lungs because they're in mines, may have doing work that nobody else wants to do, what you going to do for them? Tell them we don't have enough money in the budget. Yet we can give people. That's not even the military budget. Military budget is 57%. But we can give people. Who have homes in the Riviera. Homes where? Martha's Vineyard. Or what is it? Rhode Island has a list of gigantic wealthy homes. Scarsdale. Wherever you are in the United States, that reeks with money. Have uh, yachts that are can sleep fifty people, a hundred people. People who are running for office. What are you going to do for for people like me? People who clean up behind people. People that you label negative things so you don't have to do anything for them. What you going to do about that? I don't know. I'm going to stop now because I don't know what else to say to you. Our children need community centers. Supposedly the 50s people didn't make a lot of money. But we had a community center. We had pools that people can go to, learn how to swim. We had things. And now we have all this money. And have nothing for our young people. And you ask why do they kill? Why do they beat up people? I think it's a shame. I'm not giving any credence to somebody who takes somebody like me. A kid 15 years old or someone 35 years old sees me and figure I'm an easy catch. And punches me out. So I hit the pavement. Who's teaching these kids right from wrong? I don't know. Certainly not someone I know. I'm pleading with everybody to look around us, make a new world. Why are we putting on the churches? I, I, I go to Union Baptist in White Plains for them to feed the hungry. When we have enough money to feed the hungry five times over again. Why do we have to send clothes to Salvation Army, Goodwill, because we don't have clothes for people to wear? I heard somewhere about two months ago that when manufacturers get too much clothes, they send them overseas. How about sending those clothes to some of the poor people here? That's all I have to say. I want you to think about what I said, though. Think about it in a real way. I have a voice now. I've never had a voice before, but I got one now. And I'm happy I have that voice. Because I think what is happening to the United States is a shame. 
as my great grandma would say, a shame and a scandal. There's something wrong. I'm not, I don't care what religious you are, but most religions will teach to be good to your fellow human being, not to kill, to embrace, to love, love the children that we are producing instead of letting them out on the streets and go haywire. And that's not everybody's child. And I don't want to give the opinion that I'm talking about everybody's child. I think on a whole, most children are very, very good. But we are failing so many of them. As my grandma would say, a shame and a scandal, and I'm going to sign off. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Uh, This is Murphy and Friends. Bye-bye.